I just want to take a moment to welcome you here. I'm not sure which side of this uh, poll to stand on, but so glad that you can join us here. For those of you who are call this your church home, have been a number of times, know what a treat we are in tonight. And we'll have a chance at the very end, of course, to thank Nathan and all these wonderful musicians. But just a highlight of the year to gather, to hear these songs, to see all of these musicians, and to join with them in singing. I've reflected before that I think one of the unique things about the Christian church is how much we love to sing. It's not that other people don't sing. Maybe you're here and and you're not a Christian. We're very glad that you're here. Uh, There's lots of other times to sing. There are concerts and you may sing in the shower when no one can hear you or so you think. Uh, Sing with the, uh, the car radio on and someone pulls up next to you and you have that awkward look as they see you belting away. So certainly people love music. They love to go to concerts. They love to sing. But it is a unique experience in our culture to get hundreds or in a place like this, thousands of people together to sing the same song. There's hymnals in your pews that have 700 songs that we like to sing. Of course, we sing even more than that. Because as people who know the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we know that we have so much to sing about. There's a big book, the longest book in the Bible, 150 chapters, the Psalms that are all songs. And even apart from those 150, there are at least another several dozen songs, depending on how you count some of the different poetic pieces, at least 35 other songs in the Bible. So often at high points in redemptive history, when people have no other recourse except to burst forth into songs of praise. Interestingly, the very first song named as a song in the Bible Just think about it, think about it, do you know? It is Exodus 15, the song of Moses. And the very last named song in the Bible is the song of Moses. It's a reprisal on that song, Exodus 15 to Revelation 15, the song of Moses. Because, of course, it's not ultimately about Moses, but it's the song of deliverance. There in Exodus 15, that first great act of redemptive history to save God's people through the Red Sea out of slavery from Egypt. And then following them, there's songs of praise from Joshua, from Deborah and Barak, from David and Jehoshaphat. Jesus and the apostles sang a hymn on the night of his betrayal. The apostles gathered together. We have song after song. Revelation has a song, worthy is the lamb. The 144,000 sing a song. And then finally in Revelation 15, again, that refrain, the song of Moses, to sing of God's work to save sinners like us. Maybe you've realized before that there are four, by by tradition, but you can see these here, four great songs in the Advent story. It's the song of Mary, the song of Zechariah, the song of the angels, and the song of Simeon. We find them in Luke one and Luke two. Sometimes maybe you've heard them by their Latin names. Later as the Bible translated into Latin, they're given a title based on the first words that are sung. So Mary's magnificat, my soul magnifies 
the Lord. And Zechariah, the Benedictus, the benediction, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Gloria in excelsis, that's the angels announcing glory to God in the highest. And then Simeon, nunc dimittis, which means now may your servant, may my soul depart in peace because he had finally seen the long-awaited Savior to be born. We love to sing, and we're gathered here tonight to have these great musicians play and sing for us and also to gather together that we may sing these hymns of praise. Yes, we love this time of year because of the traditions, but don't ever forget, these traditions are also truth. When Luke compiled his gospel, he says in Luke chapter 1 that he wanted to give an orderly account of these things. He was not writing fairy tales. He was not writing make-believe. It's a scholar who's gathering together eyewitnesses and writing down what they saw and what they heard and uh, accumulating historical records that he could give an accurate representation that the things that we are celebrating and singing about happened. The most important things in the history of the world, the birth of our Savior, the long-awaited Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that he would live for sinners like us, die for sinners like us, and that he would be raised on the third day, that we too can be forgiven of our sins, and we believe that he's coming again. It sounds like a crazy story, except that it's true. And so we love to sing it and remember it in this Christmas season. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we give thanks for these great hymns, for the musicians, for all who have prepared for this night. And we pray most of all that you would be pleased and that we would once again have our eyes and our hearts awakened to the great wonder of the incarnation and the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.